the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, ends up, yes! Touchdown, did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. We'd love to hear from you as well. Be part of the show. Kind of a breaking news kind of a day here on the Full Court Press. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Um, Talking about Utah State basketball showdown tonight against San Diego. Uh, Predictions for how we think things are going to play out. And uh, what the final score is going to be late Saturday night between Utah State and San Jose State. Uh, pick six will be coming up a little bit later on as well. Uh, but uh, big news today, this happening just this afternoon, really within about the last hour or so. But uh, Utah High School Activities Association has announced its first, uh, what do they call it, their, their first consideration. An, yeah, first consideration, initial placement for... Uh for realignment. Yeah, uh, looking at classifications for all the sc- high schools in the state of Utah, and it does affect our area. Now, we it's been widely publicized just how weird it is in 4A that you only have a region in the extreme north and the extreme south of the state and nothing in between. And so they've uh, looked at that, and they're trying to create some balance and it looks like um, they will go to, uh, we'll have 25 schools in 5A, 25 schools in 4A, and 21 schools in 3A. And the, one of the biggest differences here, too, is not only are there more schools in the 4A classification, they're proposing that Logan drop to 3A. And Logan would be the largest school in the 3A classification. So they're on the bubble. There may be an argument made to keep them in 4A, um, but they could also be arguing to stay and drop to uh, 3A. The thing is, it's interesting looking at these uh, numbers in terms of, you know, how many students are there. Because Logan, not only would Logan be the, the top team in 3A in terms of uh, people in the school, they'd be the top team in 4A, um, if I'm looking at the right number. Uh, no, it, it took me a while looking at this oh, to decide for this. Oh, is that, the, is that the wrong number? They've got them reversed in 3A than how they have them displayed in 4A for some weird reason. Oh. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, so they've got <laughs> the release that they put out. They show an enrollment for 6A, 5A, and 4A. The first number next to the school is students in 11th and 12th grade. And then the next number over is enrollment from 10th to 12th grade. Oh. But in 3A, they have it reversed. Three, in both 3A, 2A, and 1A, they look at the 10th through 12th uh, enrollment first, then the 11th and 12th only. 
second. So it looks a little screwy that way. I at first I thought yeah, it does that look too. A little like, weird. Wait a minute. So, so I guess they okay. They definitely wouldn't be. Um, they'd be basically toward the toward the end there. Yeah, they would be the smallest. Because that six ninety one is the is the number they're working with for total. So six ninety one. The the enrollment for Logan High for eleventh and twelfth grade would be six hundred ninety one. Okay. And that would put them as the smallest four A school. The next closest would be Skyview at seven twenty. Okay. So only about thirty students difference between Skyview and Logan, which honestly kind of surprised me that Skyview was among the smallest. Of the 4A schools. Yeah, I'm wondering, you know, how much I think they're just putting, like, performance, uh, trying to create balance. Like, not just balance in terms of uh, number of students, but, you know, there's a much harder, you know, metric you're trying to find in terms of, like, well, how effective are you at getting, you know, athletes from those students? Because some places it's yes. easier for them to do than others. So when you look at the overall, the 10th through 12th, Logan High enrollment is is 1,059. And Ogden, if you're looking at the same metric, same uh, you know, uh, school years, would be at 1,114. They would be the smallest of the proposed 4A schools. So you know, not that big of a difference when you look at what does your sophomore, junior, senior enrollment look like. But, as you said, it might make more sense for Logan High, for competitive reasons, to go to 3A. Now, travel is going to be an issue because these are schools that are more far-flung. It's been really convenient that uh, the currently six Region 11 schools are within a short drive of each other. But if Logan goes to 3A, there's going to be a lot more travel involved. Yeah, they're basically going to have to leave the Valley for every single year they will because there's no other uh, 3A teams in the Valley. Yeah, I think the closest would be Morgan. Yeah, I think so. I don't know where all these uh, 3A schools are Leighton exactly. Christian, maybe? I can guess where Leighton Christian is. <laughs> That's a pretty easy <laughs> one to guess. But, you know, Juan Diego's down a ways. I don't know what region they'd be in. I'd have to look up um, where all these schools are, maybe try and – figure out what they're looking for in terms of regions. Yeah, and I was starting to do that just right before the show. Part of the reason why I came in just as we yeah, <laughs> started. We do that every now and again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's something they'll, Logan will be on the, the far north. Of course, Logan's non-region schedule probably gets a... Could be pretty easy for them because they just end up scheduling a bunch of non-region games around the valley. They'll probably, if if this stands, it, it may not. We'll see. If Logan puts up a big fuss about travel, they could maybe get bumped up to 4A. Because um, this is obviously isn't final. They've put this out as a, here's what we're thinking. They're going to have a, a public hearing, I believe, on December 14th. Or, I don't know. There's well, like, I think the Board of Trustees is meeting on like the 8th. December 8th. And then I think there's an, there's an open public hearing that I want to say that was the 14th. Correct. And then they're going to finalize it the next day. And assign regions yeah. on the 15th. So they've put this out there. Say, this is what we're thinking. They're going to get some feedback. And then they'll obviously bring it all together, discuss, and then whatever changes they make, or they may keep it relatively the same, and they'll finalize that uh, later next month, about, about a month from now. 
So one of the curious things to look at here, besides just there's a lot more teams in 4A, which make it a lot more sense for you know cross 4A type games to be played in non-region, uh, and especially when it comes to, to playoffs and things like that, is that you've got a group of schools now in the middle of the state. It looks like everything's still the same in southern Utah. No changes there. Like those seven schools in what's now known as Region 10 – Looks like they will still all be in 4A. So the real question is, does Region 11, if they lose Logan, do they add the three schools in the Ogden area? Ogden, Ben Lomond, and Bonneville. And that would put them up to eight schools. But then if you do that, then there's ten remaining. Do they all go together in one region? Because they're kind of spread out from Park City to Tooele to... Orem and Provo, and then all the way out to Uinta High, which is in Vernal, or do you somehow say Region 11 will stay at five schools, Region 10 is going to be at seven, but then we'll do uh, two other regions in the middle of the state? I'd probably lean more towards having four regions. I don't know if it ended up being exactly like that in terms of Region 11 stays at five. You know, Region 10 may or may not state 7. They may try and sneak one into each of Region 1 or 2 into each of Region 11, Region 7, maybe. But they are probably going to split that middle, you know, somewhere to where there's between 5 and 7 teams in each region. Yeah, because so when I was looking at this, you could probably put the... Um, you have the three Ogden schools, Ogden, Ben Loman, and Bonneville... Then probably add Park City and Bountiful. At least Bountiful. Yeah. Maybe even East. Okay, let's say that it's Ogden, Ben Lomond, Bonneville, and East. Then you'd have Park City, Tooele, Murray, Jordan, and uh, and then you'd have Uinta, Provo, Tippinogus, Orem. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird how to try to figure that how they mix because somebody's going to be a little bit outside of where the main cluster currently exists for whatever yeah. that region looks like. Yeah, and that's something that's you know unavoidable in a lot of cases, and I, I don't really envy the the task of UHSAA because they're trying, they are trying to make this work, and it's a dang near impossible task for them because there's going to be somebody that gets left out. Cause, you know, if Logan. There's a positive for moving them down to 3A, but then you, we mentioned travel. That's, you know, you kind of tack on another negative. It's like, how do you balance those two out? You can either leave them in 4A and have the convenience of travel, but Logan will then struggle in a lot of sports because they aren't able to muster as many good athletes for whatever reason. Uh, there seems to be a systemic reason for Logan to not be able to get good athletes the way Skyview and Ridgeline and, and Green Canyon and Mountain Crest have usually been able to do. Heck, Bear River kind of suffers from that problem too they struggle but putting them in 3a is like <laughs> nearly impossible for them because they're so far north so there's a ton of little different things you just try and have to say all right what's what's the best we can do so i think ultimately you end up with probably four regions in 4a one or two teams are going to be really out there but overall should work out all right yeah, I think if you go four regions, you'll have seven in the south. You'd probably have up to eight in the north. And then you'd have some, uh, you know, probably 
uh, five in the two remaining regions, which isn't the end of the world. Yeah. But just how the when you look at what makes sense regionally for travel and uh, just keeping close schools together, that's probably what you'd have to do. Yeah. So, like, Jordan would probably have to go over and be with those Utah County schools. And then you'd have Park City, Tooele, Murray, East, and Bountiful all together in one. Then all of, you know, Ogden schools plus the Cache Valley plus Bear River in the other. Yeah. Now, now it would pretty much mostly work. And luckily you don't have to try and balance out competitive too much for each of these reason, regions because the way we're doing RPI, everyone gets in the playoffs. You don't really need to worry about clustering. You know, I mean, obviously you're not going to be doing things for competitive balance when it comes to Region 11 and Region 10 because that's just too much travel. But, you know, with the middle two regions, if you're trying to cluster them together, just put them together geographically as best you can and don't really worry too much about competitiveness since that's not something we really have to balance anymore with the way the playoffs work now. Yeah, um, but the, the real question for me on this is, well, there's two real big ones. Just does Region 11... Do they just drop to five, or do they go up to eight? Uh, and then I guess that may swing on the on the decision for Logan High. Does Logan High fight to stay in 4A? If so, then you probably don't add those Ogden schools to this region. And then, um, you know, that, that makes a really big difference in those decisions as they move forward. But I think the big thing competitively for Logan, it may, probably makes some sense that they move. Yeah, competitively, I'd, I'd like to move for Logan. I don't know what, you know, pride there is in terms of staying in 4A and also the very real, you know, you know, travel expenses. They do have to consider, like, what's being more competitive in sports worth. There can be a tangible dollar amount you can assign to that because competitive teams sell more tickets. So you can balance that with it's going to you got to do a few more bus trips down to down to uh, Ogden and, and further south. Is that worth getting a few more ticket sales in football and basketball? Yeah, I would think that if uh, you know, Logan would be playing teams like Morgan, uh, probably South Summit High School would be in their region, Juan Diego. Uh, but some of these schools, I don't know where they're located. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the three. Providence Hall. I don't know where Providence Hall is. Yeah, you know, a lot of them have names that don't necessarily indicate where they are. Summit Academy. The, Leighton Christian would probably be in with them. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably say Leighton Christian. Juan Diego's a ways down there. Yeah, I, I need to look up where all these ones are because I don't have an inherent knowledge of. Where every single one of these schools is. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm. It could be different for football versus other sports, because I don't know if all of those schools field the football team. Because there, there are two charts that UHSAA released, and on one of them there are 21 schools in 3A, and on another chart there are only 12. And I'm, my guess is that. Um, the second chart is the football playing schools. So it may be different for football versus your other sports. But um, still, I mean, you're going to have to figure out with the other sports what your travel looks like and who you're yeah. going to be paired up with. 
But the football playing schools in 3A would be Logan, Canyon View, which is down in Cedar City, Morgan, Union, which is out in eastern uh, eastern Utah, the uh, the Vernal area, Grantsville, down there by Tooele, Carbon High, which uh, Carbon County, <laughs> yes, that's where that is, Juab, North San Pete. Richfield, Manti, Juan Diego, and Providence Hall. So you're going all over the state for your region in 3A. Yeah, that's that's kind of rough. So with and tw- maybe they split it, you know, six and one and six and the other, but still. Yeah, that's probably how they do it in football is just try and do six and six and just try and put them all together as close geographically as they can manage. But, yeah, that is – you're about going to the four corners of the state. <laughs> Uh, 435-339-0321, the uh, preliminary thoughts and reactions to this uh, new classification that's uh, being proposed by the Utah High School Activities Association, announced just this afternoon, um, and uh, the it, this would be for the 2023 through 2025 athletic academic um, you know, school seasons. And uh, so they will meet again on Thursday, December 8th, to determine their final consideration. Then there will be a public hearing held virtually on Wednesday, December 14th. And then their final decision and uh, what the regions will look like on December 15th. And uh, that's the way it will be for uh, the next two-year alignment period. Uh, and, you know, it's it's kind of... I appreciate that they do this every couple of years just because your populations change. Like, I know Skyview right now looks like one of the smallest in 4A, but there's about to be a big housing uh, area developed that's going to add, what is it, like almost 100 homes or more on the west side of, of Smithfield. So their student population is going to bump up pretty big over the next few years. So, you know, building happens, populations change. I know it's kind of a roller coaster in trying to figure out what region you're in and who you compete against, but I think it's only fair to really consider are you really matched up against like schools in your uh, student populations? Do you have the same advantages and opportunities as, as your peers? Yeah, you you want to be able to update these, you know, as often as possible. You know, every couple of years, in fact, they're updating it that often, you know, two, three, four years. You know, it shows that they're being proactive about this. And we can, you know, by the end, usually there's some whining and complaining about how it's set up, but it's usually because something's changed. You know, I know initially having the 13 schools in 4A was a bit weird. Maybe that wasn't the greatest idea at the time, but still... They're trying to work things out. There's not really much that I have to complain about um, in terms of the job UHSA is doing because they're trying. You can see their attempts to you know, try new things. Uh, you know, They're not shy about trying to fix things that are broken. Um, so overall, I'd applaud their effort. Are they perfect? No, and they're never going to be perfect. As I said, they have just about an impossible task. Yeah. <laughs> yes. and, and so they're doing the yes, best they that do. they can. And I, and I really appreciate how they're doing it. 
Uh, they've got about 11 schools in 4A who they've classified as on the bubble. Um, almost everybody in 5A is on the bubble, <laughs> whether they could go up to 6A or down to 4A. Um, and there's only like two schools in 3A that are on the bubble to go up. So there's a chance, you know, Canyon View could be added to that the rest of those schools in uh, Southern Utah. Um, there'd be, uh, you know, certainly a, a bit of a difference with the school population there. But yeah. travel-wise, it would make a lot of sense for them. Yeah, they would be on the small side. But, you know, Skyview's on the small side, and they're dominating 4A in most sports. So, like I said, there's a weird, there's this weird, you know, unquantifiable metric of how good you are at getting athletes per athlete that, you know, <laughs> you try and figure it out. But obviously it's just... You know, for some reason, Skyview's able to do more with a little bit less, and, and Logan has struggled a little bit to do uh, you know, as much as Skyview. And they may do as well as some of these 3A schools. They've, they're, work, they're doing more with less you know, relative to what Logan's able to do. Although maybe Logan will go down and dominate 3A and just win a bunch of titles. And that happened last time they dropped down to 3A. Yeah. They were a lot more competitive. Uh, you know, the travel was the, was the main concern there. But competitively, it was a better match for them. Uh, a couple of texts coming through. We'll get to those. We do need to get to a timeout as well. Uh, more of uh, if you want to weigh in on this high school realignment proposal that's out today, 435-339-0321. We'll also get into the matchup between Utah State and San Diego take, uh, taking place later on tonight. A big game between the Mountain West and the West Coast. Uh, we'll talk, discuss that here from Coach uh, Ryan Odom a little bit later on here on the Full Court Press. This is Matt Neverett. We're joined on the Week 12 edition of This Week in the Mountain West by Fresno State Head Coach Jeff Tetford as they look to remain atop the West Division and Boise State Head Coach Andy Avalos as he brings the Broncos to Laramie for a battle atop the Mountain Division standings against Wyoming. It's all here this week on the Mountain West Radio Network. Friday afternoon during the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's time to use your flex spending for 2022. As they say, use it or lose it. Crystal Vision, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a great selection of frames with character. Take your current prescription in and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look for the new year. Your glasses will feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Do you have a broken appliance? Save money and repair your appliance with Daryl's today. Maybe you'll decide you need to purchase new. If so, you can apply up to $95 of your service call toward an appliance purchase. We reduce the risk when you choose Daryl's. It's a unique deal only we can offer you. See our store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Clean it up and get it out before the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let DD Auto and Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's 787-1204. 
for today. See store for details. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs, with competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. Which local high schools do you follow and support? Find your favorite high school logoed items at the Locker 42 North store. Yes, Locker 42 North has high school logoed hoodies, t-shirts, blankets, and more. Green Canyon, Mountain Crest, Logan, Ridgeline, and Skyview can all find their high school logos on apparel at Locker 42 North. And high school logoed items make great Christmas gifts. Logoed items from all your favorite high schools exclusively at the Locker 42 North store, 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Cold weather is here, so it's more important than ever to keep your car in tip-top shape. Get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change across from Angie's on Main Street in Logan. That's 695 North Main. And they're open every day. Seven days a week, 695 North Main in Logan. Getting into a couple of your texts here on the Full Court Press text line. Um, 6391. Does UHSAA try to keep traditional rivals together when they realign? I uh, don't know. I mean, it wasn't really that big of a deal up here. Because um, Mountain Crest went up to 5A, Logan went to 3A, but Skyview also went up to 5A with Mountain Crest. So I think they try to have some consideration about travel, probably more than rivalry. Yeah, if there's, I mean, if there are regional rivalries, you know, we don't have the, the schools that, you know, it's not like in college where they turn up their nose to their rival because of conference realignment. Around here, well, you know, it did happen a while ago. I mean, it can happen, yeah. but it's not. It's not. Mountain Crest refused to play Logan because yeah. he looked down their noses at them. Yeah, but it's. It's. I don't think it's going to happen as much. Yeah. Um, where Logan, if they go down to three A, they're basically going to be playing a lot of the current Region Eleven teams. Maybe Bear River not as much, but still a lot of Skyview, Green Canyon, Ridgeland, Mountain Crest. Well, look what we have a perfect example in Box Elder County. Bear River and Box Elder play each other in a lot of sports. They're regionally really close, but they're in different classifications. That they still play each other. Yeah, they're not in the same region. They're not playing for region titles against each other, but there's still a lot of pride and rivalry on the line. Just because you're in a different classification doesn't mean rivalries can't continue. Yeah, so I think there's less of a need to try and have those like be you know automatic in terms of being region. So maybe they do to some degree because obviously there's a little bit more to it when you're playing for a region title. You know, if it comes down to that one week where it matters, you know, there's a little bit more to that and it's a little bit better. But I'd imagine they don't put too much stock into it because you can't argue that these teams, they can still play each other and there's still a real rivalry to it. Yeah, there's absolutely opportunities to still play. You still have a 
portion of your schedule that is non-region that you can go and make a regular uh, you know, uh, rivalry continue. And you can still schedule those games to happen. Absolutely. Uh, 9315, earlier text. I bet you could not guess how many times today I said San Diego State instead of San Diego talking to others about the USU game today. It's been a ton. So I has been tough. When I've been when I was doing my preview, um, I'll reference there's a lot of different lists I reference that'll have all the different schools like you know, because I include things about their ranking in terms of offensive rating, defensive rating, Ken Palm rating, a bunch of different others, rebounding percentage, things like that. And I'll reference these lists, and so I have to sort them by the, the category that I'm trying to get a rank for, and then I do a Control-F to find on the page, and I type in San Diego. Every single time, the first team that pops up, because it'll kind of automatically jump to it, it's always San Diego State. So this entire week, I've had to say, oh, wait, they're really, oh, no, 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 that's San Diego State. And then I have to click, okay, go to the next result, and then I find San Diego, although I have to also be careful of UC San Diego and not bump into them. Oh, God. Although I haven't yet because they're way down the list. They're so. way down. So San Diego is always the second result, but I bumped into San Diego State way too much this week trying to organize all these different ranks. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm with you, 9315. It's been tough. Also, Rich High had to go to Monticello. If 1A can do it on a small budget, any school can do it. <laughs> I mean, they can do it. It's just, and they can budget it. It's just, that's money that you're not spending on places where it could be but used a lot better than just, I mean, I guess, I mean, bus drivers have to make a living too, but. <laughs> well, but it's not just so much like the the cost of travel, but like the time of travel. Yeah, that too. You basically have to eliminate a, a day of school, um, or at least a big chunk of that day, in order to just get to your destination for your sport. And uh, for the all the other Olympic sports, that, that's all. It all adds up in a hurry. Yeah, and you got these teams that have to go down like, and. Making it, they have like a lot of showcases, St. George tournaments, things like that. Those things are happening a lot right now because, you know, you have to do it all at one time. Because otherwise, you know, it's harder to go down there several times to play these games. Because in basketball, like half the region 11 basketball teams are going down to a St. George showcase. That's the only time they're going to get to see their region 10 counterparts, the teams they will eventually face in the playoffs. And that's the only time you'll see them, but you have to make an entire, you know, three day, three or four day, uh, you know, three game tournament. I think it's over four days, three or four days. And so they, they have to make that happen all at once. You know, tennis does it. Volleyball does it. A lot of these sports have to make like, like right now they have to make a St. George tournament. And they usually do it down in St. George because weather's nice. <laughs> yes. It works really well for that. I think the uh, but the 4A basketball tournament this year is going to be uh, here in Logan. Isn't yeah, it's it? Utah State, Yeah, which is difficult for Region 10 to do because we all whine about having to go down to, to Cedar City to SUU. But, but it was down there recently. Yeah, but, but th- yeah, and so obviously so we take turns, but it's annoying for them to come up here. Yes. Um, so it's, it's nice to be able to, at this point now, we'll, with the way it is for the next few years, they'll probably hold it. Um, Salt Lake, maybe even Utah Valley. Yeah, something like that. That's where a lot of these events will be held. Um, so it'll be nice. Yeah, 
Probably go back to Rice Eccles in football. Probably. Instead of SUU constantly. <laughs> Uh, 435-339-0321. Yes, the uh, uh, Utah High School Activities Association announcing their initial classification um, for their, I should say, their uh, consideration of classifications. That's their official term. It's their preliminary ideas. Like, this is what we want to do, and we'll finalize it and figure it out over the next month or so. Right. Yeah, so uh, they'll meet again on December 8th. They'll be gathering all the feedback. They'll meet together on the 8th to make their final consideration. And if those bubble schools move up or down, and then they will have a public hearing on based on what they plan to do on December 14th. And if anybody persuades them then to make a change, then they will make it at that time. But then on the 15th, they will assign schools in regions for uh, athletic Competitions that will begin the fall, really the summer of 2023. Somebody walks into the public hearing. I'll give you 15 million dollars if you move Monticello to 6A. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> that also be a really weird request. But you know what? They they do this every couple of years. They reevaluate every couple of years, just based on population, based on you know trends that are going on, and whatever schools get split. Otherwise, you end up, you know, with the Mountain Crest, who's in 5A. It was the size of a 3A school. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, anyway, your reactions to that, 435-339-0321. Um, the, the schools up here, except Logan, are also going to be 4A. Looks like Logan would drop to 3A. Question about, uh, would Ogden, Ben Lomond, and Bonneville, would they be added? into this region or does there some hybrid of the Weber County and Salt Lake County schools and there's uh, several schools in uh, Utah County and then there's you went to high which is out in Vernal which is kind of far afield for everybody but um, 25 schools being proposed in 4A definitely a big change from where it's been the last several years where there's only 13 schools in 4A yeah, be some variety. You won't face the exact same school every other year in, in the playoffs. It's like when I was trying to balance, you know, the, the football and volleyball brackets that were handling hand like the same time, and I was like, all right, and in volleyball, Skyview is facing this team. Wait, no, that's who they're playing in football. And it's like, because it's the same, like, five teams that everyone seems to be playing. So it would be nice to get some variety. Yes. But we'll see how the, the competitive balance is altered because most of these teams are – Jumping down from 5A. So it's like, all right, are they going to just walk in and start dominating 4A? You know, Skyview's been, you know, they've had a stranglehold on a couple of these sports. They've been doing really well. They suddenly get, you know, bumped down. Yeah, so it's a lot more balanced because there were uh, some, you know, a, a lot of 5A schools over these last few years. And a big hole in the middle of the state in 4A. So I, I applaud the direction UHSAA is, is going and trying to create a little bit more balance throughout the state. And uh, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, a lot more geographical balance. Uh, all right, another quick timeout. You're on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you. Your reactions, 435-339-0321.
Hey, you know what sounds amazing? What's that? Three-day weekends. Well, you know, Schreiber Foods will give you three-day weekends. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're hiring forklift drivers. You work Monday through Thursday, 12-hour shifts. You get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. But I don't know how to drive forklift. That's okay. We do in-house training and certification. No way. Three-day weekends. Here I come. Schreiber Foods is expanding and offering increased wages, benefits, and yes to three-day weekends. Apply online at schreiberfoods.com. Equal opportunity employer. Not sure what to do for Thanksgiving dinner? Does the thought of that mess turn you off? Then call the Beehive Pub and Grill. They have an amazing family-style Thanksgiving meal ready to go. Just order by Friday, November 18th by 5 p.m. Pick up on November 23rd between noon and 6. Heat and serve. That's it. A full Thanksgiving meal with all the normal fix-ins without the hassle. Prices will vary. Order for two or get meals for six. Call for details. Beehive Pub and Grill, Logan. Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment and your kids want the good stuff. Al's Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak Lift Pass. Youth season ski or snowboard rental, only $99. Adult season ski or snowboard rentals, only $114. Don't wait. 99 and 114 season ski rental prices will go. Al's Sporting Goods for season ski rentals. Every sport, every season. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by the showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. You have to see it to believe it. The new Three Peaks Medical Plaza is Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in the Three Peaks Medical Plaza in North Logan. The entire staff and doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and Three Peaks Medical Plaza, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to cachevalleyent.com for details. Most insurance products, including Select men are accepted. You're first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, join us here at The Fan and Cash Valley Media Group as we try to help out the Cash Food Pantry this holiday season. Drop off some food, drop off a donation, even drop off some of those spare eggs. Maybe your chickens in your backyard popped out. They've got some facilities that can handle them. So uh, is that what they do? They pop out their eggs. They lay their eggs. I prefer to popping them out. So you can do that. Cash Community Food Pantry, do your part to help them out. Uh, make a donation in person on their website or even through Venmo at Cash 
dash pantry. Looking down, checking some ring. I was looking at a score update, and all of a sudden I hear Eric talking about eggs popping out. I'm like, excuse me, is he saying what I think he just said? What is going on? Uh, regardless, donate to the local food pantry. Yeah. So, um, seeing some reactions on on the Twitter to this announcement about UHSAA, and uh, you know, somebody who lives in the Ogden area uh, is uh, saying that you know, there's an anticipation that Ogden and Ben Lomond will petition to drop to 3A. So there's some good and some bad there. If they do, I'd anticipate you know, uh, Bonneville would move into the region with Ridgeline, Bear River, Mountain Crest, all those. But um, it would, it would, they would provide a more regional travel partner for Logan. They don't have to go so far for, their, uh, for, for any game. They'd have some that are somewhat closer. Uh, but I, when you look at Ogden and Ben Lomond, student populations very similar to Mountain Crest and Skyview. But I know Ogden has been kind of like Logan in that they have the student population, but they've struggled to get students to participate in athletics, and competitively, it's always been an issue for them. When you look at just student population, it doesn't always work for them in the classification they get shoehorned into. Yeah, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see how this all plays out. So I think Ogden, I'm not entirely sure how to interpret this chart completely, but is Ogden on the bubble? Uh, or are they on the bubble to go up? They're on the, Ogden's on the bubble to go down. See, to go they're down. highlighted in red. Yeah, I don't know if that was red meant up or down, because Logan's highlighted in red on their end, but they're at the top of 3A in terms of uh, population, so I'm not sure what all this is. Yeah, that's true. They didn't provide any kind of a, a guide here as to what... The, what is highlighted, and what's in parentheses, and what does it mean? They really I write didn't. guides for my own spreadsheets that only I will ever see. <laughs> they really didn't provide much. They didn't provide a legend here at all. I've been I've been praising their efforts, and now I have to criticize them because they can't make a spreadsheet released publicly <laughs> I for us to, to understand. I will send a follow-up to our friend John Oglesby and see if he can add some clarification there. But um, if you look at 4A schools on the bubble to drop, that would be Ogden, and based on the numbers here, Mountain Crest. I don't think Mountain Crest would drop. No, I don't think they should. They're competitive enough. Um, they do well enough in football and basketball. They struggle to compete right now. But um, I mean, like, Just won the 4A girls soccer. Yeah. They were competitive in, uh, uh, I mean, they were surprising in the, they Punched above their weight in football. Yeah. A new coach and how they did there. Do well in wrestling. Very well in wrestling. So, that they, I mean, aside from maybe boys basketball and girls basketball as well, where they're at least recovering, they, they never really recovered from the split in basketball. But overall, they do all right, all right in sports. Because you can't base these just off of one or two sports. Right. That's it, true. It's like, are, are, they, are they struggling like every sport? Because right now, Logan are struggling a bit in football. You know, they're struggling in basketball. They did it right in girls' basketball a couple of years ago, but they had, like, one star one player. star player made and, it and, e- and even then, they weren't at the top. Um, they had, they had like, the best player in the region, but didn't help them a ton. They would finish second and third. 
Well, there was a few years ago they went like undefeated in region. But um, Logan does all right in girls soccer. Um, they have a really good coach that helps with boys and girls soccer. But Logan, they're they're kind of on the mediocre to below average in a lot of sports. So you think competitive wise, drop them down. Hopefully they don't just own 3A for the next two or three years. <laughs> Hopefully they there's some other teams in 3A and they're able to find a competitive balance with everyone. Yeah, but this would be for the uh, fall sports to get underway the summer of 2023 through 2025 uh, would be the, the what's being proposed here. Uh, 435-339-0321, a couple of texts coming through. Uh, 9315 asking, where can you watch the USU basketball game tonight? Uh, WCCSports.com? Yeah, so when I went, I was on Utah State's schedule page, and there's a little link that says watch. And I clicked on that, and it took me to WCCSports.com. And it pulled up a page that I presume, come about 7 o'clock tonight, will eventually pull up the game. Um, I can't confirm that will work. There was just a link, and I clicked on it, and it took me somewhere that looks like it'll eventually have a broadcast. But I believe it's the WCC network. Um, so however you can figure that out, I don't know. It's hard to figure some of these out. It'll be online. Yeah, because they say, well, there's the Mountain West Network. Well, how on earth do I watch the Mountain West Network? Usually it's just on Utah State's page, and there's a link to it. So the Utah State Athletics page, you can usually find a link if there is one. Yeah. It'll, underneath, like when you go to their schedule page, you go down under San Diego, there's like live stats, preview, and there's one that says watch. There you that, go. That should take you there. That's, Good advice. That's how I'm going to be trying it. Uh, 3886 texting in. Same thing happened last go around. Initial release included Tooele, Stansbury, Park City, etc. In between that and final, they all petitioned to go up because they didn't want to compete with Cache Valley and St. George schools. UHSAA allowed it, and we ended up with a glorified region championship instead of a state championship. Like yeah, moving up from 3A into 4A? Or well, they were initially, to... Stansbury, Tooele, Park City were initially in the 4A ranks when that first consideration was released, but they petitioned to move up to 5A, and um, basically it, it, it therefore eliminated any kind of a region in the middle of the state. And... Uh, yeah, we know what we've had for the last few years. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of... <laughs> region 11's done very well in terms of getting a championship. Obviously, Region 10 takes some, home some hardware, but... I mean, it is literally one or the other, so... <laughs> yeah, but you might see a case where East says, no, we want to we wanna be a 5A school. Uh, we want to be with other schools that are pretty close to us in the Salt Lake area, or something like that. Yeah. It's possible you end up with... You know, I don't think it's going to go below 20 schools in 4A. I think they really like the fact they're going to have 20-plus schools in 4A with this realignment. Yeah. And they want to have at least one decent region in the middle of the state, if not two. And I think with 20, that gives you four regions, roughly five in each. Um, it's borderline because you got the seven in Region 10, five in, you know, in... uh. Region 11, that leaves you eight for... That's hard to split into two cleanly. 
Mm-hmm. But if you get yourself 22, 23 schools, you're getting yourself five decent-sized regions, or four decent-sized regions. So I think that's what UHSA wants to be able to do with 4A. And if, you know, there's several that may petition to go up or down, but they may not let them if they're really wanting to have at least four regions in 4A. Uh, 9315, I thought Park City was really good at football, so that's amazing they did so well in moving up with the student body of a 4A school. Yeah, what was, uh, I should look at what the bracket was for football for 5A. I'm going to look at it. Were they in 5A this year? Yeah, uh, yes. Yes, they were. Because they moved up in the last round, because I remember Skyview played Bark- Park City in the football championship one year. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Park City used to be a 4A school. Yeah, they went like undefeated and then Skyview whipped their butts. <laughs> uh, well, okay, Park City was a 16 seed in the 5A. They won their first round game, their opening round, and then they lost. They faced Lehigh and got pummeled. Not bad. But you win a you win a playoff game in in 5A. That's that's not bad. No. If you're able to win a playoff game, then at least you're not horrible. It means you're capable of competing. It's not like Bear River, where honestly, Bear River, in terms of competitive balance, really should be in 3A. But geographically, it's just really hard for them. And when they were down in 3A, that's when they were winning you know, a bunch of their you know, football championships. They won one or two of them with you know their old head coach, whose name is escaping me suddenly. Um... He had a lot of success, but since they moved up from 3A to 4A, they've done basically nothing, at least in football. I know in soccer, they've it, it's not been pretty. Uh, Orem, one of these schools that's being proposed to, to be into 4A, uh, they made it to the semifinals as an 11 seed in 5A. Uh, so anyway, interesting note. With what's going on, uh, zero three six six Favero, yes, Mike Favero, a lot of success at uh, Logan High. I was, and, talking, I was talking Bear River. Oh, you're talking about Bear, Bear River. Oh, that was uh, Coach Wise. Yeah, Wise. And when when Bear River and Logan were in three A together, it was just they just take turns, like who was going to win the state championship. Yeah, because they were both very competitive in three A together, uh, and really uh, dominated. But uh, eventually, both moved back up to 4A. Yeah, but it's worrying because like, if they're dominating too much in 3A, you don't want that. No. You also don't want them wallowing in the pits of 4A, which Logan's not really been that, but Bear River at times has been that. And that's not fair to Bear River. Uh, more to discuss. We want to get into our predictions for Utah State and San Jose State. We'll preview Utah State and San Diego in basketball. And pick six for the weekend. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Is there a doctor here? Listen. Yeah, I was just kind of unlucky. What happened is unfortunate. We felt like we could push the pace. There's an expression that my coach in college, Eddie Sutton, used to have, which is, you can be tired, but you can't play tired. Like, Gerald Everett, I know you're sucking at wind. I know you need it out of the game. But, bro, the, you just quit because you were tired. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. 
It's engagement season. Time to find the perfect ring. S.E. Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, the sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that she'll love. Remember, you get S.E. Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally without all the red tape by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is Zach with HSA Depot. Christmas is nearly here. Make sure you be merry and bright by using your pre-tax funds on your medical needs. We know your regular holiday budget is disappearing quick. So instead, save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies. HSA Depot carries hundreds of unique and dashing eligible products to help you conquer your health care. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty Supply and see how much you can save this holiday season. HSA Depot, five-star review. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Following the local teams, it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. A uh, little point of clarification, I guess, here. Uh, Ogden and Ben Lomond were, have, have been in 3A, but they've struggled in 3A. So they may not want to move up. They really might not want to move up to 4A. They already have enough of a challenge being in the 3A classification. Yeah, they're they're not ready to move up. No. It's hard, for, te- it's hard for teams in like the middle of a city to... To have you know good athletics, it can be hard. Ogden and Logan are kind of similar in that way. Yes, true. Uh, very true. Uh, seems like those more rural, if that makes sense. But um, nope. Yeah, because Ben Loman and Ogden are both in Ogden City. Yeah. Inner city just seems harder, which I don't know why. Population base is there. Yeah. There's population. There's it's denser population, but I guess they're just not as interested in athletics for some reason. Access to parks or facilities, you know, youth programs, you, you, uh, you high think, turnover. You'd think they all be there. Well, but I think you've you've got it'd be hard to develop. You know, you're from from the youth level because there's kind of a transient nature of being in a major city. Yeah, in, or being a high school in the in the heart of a city. Sometimes lower income too, I guess, might be another thing. Yes, they are, they true. don't have the disposable income to uh, enroll them in all the little league stuff. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. A lot of truth to that. Sports require if you want your kid to be good, there's literally a return on investment. It requires an investment. Yes, yeah. which is why there are some disparities in some sports in terms of who plays and who doesn't. Yes. All right, we will shift from that. We'll focus on Utah State, San Jose State in football, our predictions, 
And then uh, also Utah State with a big showdown in basketball tonight with San Diego on the road uh, with the, uh, the Aggies and the Toreros. Who is available, who isn't, and how it might play out. We'll give some previews and thoughts from Ryan Odom next to the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Green Bay Packers have had a disappointing season, but after last week's impressive win over the Cowboys, for the first time this season, the Packers have shown a little life. That offense has been one of the worst in the league this season, but the Packers turned a new leaf on Sunday, dropping 31 on an elite Dallas defense. Green Bay will look to build off that momentum tonight at home against the Titans. That means Derrick Henry in Tennessee won't be an easy matchup for the struggling Packers. That game will provide Green Bay a golden opportunity to pull potentially save their season. Aaron Rodgers has won 89 games in his career at Lambeau. And when you look at the state of the NFC right now, there's still plenty of room for Green Bay to sneak in. The Packers will still have to get past a good Tennessee team. But if Aaron Rodgers shows up at home tonight, it's going to be difficult to count out the Green Bay Packers for a playoff spot. And with number 12 still under center, do some damage when they get there. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 